the Minnesota Football Show, your regular dose of smart, socially aware, and occasionally snarky news and commentary about local, national, and international soccer. The Minnesota Football Show co-hosts are Bridget McDowell and Sheila Reed, produced and co-hosted by Rodrigo Sanchez Javeria and Eric Silva Renner. You can follow the Minnesota Football Show at MN Football Show on your social media platform of choice. Subscribe to and rate the Minnesota Football Show on iTunes. Welcome to another edition of the Minnesota Football Show. I am one of your co-hosts, Rodrigo Sanchez Chavarria. I am joined by my amazing co-host, Bridget McDowell, and we're still pending to see if, if Eric... Oh, there he is. Speaking there of it, Eric Silva Redman is tagging in at the moment. Um, how are you, Bridget? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, enjoying the bye week. Just uh, getting to sit yeah. around and watch some soccer with no uh, no obligations whatsoever. Yeah, I had um, to explain the bye week to Santi because he's like, why are they not? It's like, wait a minute. I was like, why do they get a break? And I was like, uh, it's the bye week. I was like, why do they have bye <laughs> they week? They just started. And I'm like, well, it's bye week because there's uneven teams. <laughs> and so somebody's <laughs> got to take a break. Somebody's got to sit out. So everyone's got to sit out one one week, which is great because everyone gets to recuperate for one week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it uh, it's been kind of cool to um, just kind of see other clubs get into it and uh, be able to sit back another week and see how things shape out. Um, get in the more of that later but no it's it's been good weather's been good we're not freezing today so that's nice i'm wearing a t-shirt um so that's cool uh yeah i mean yeah, it's, that's, it is what it is so we'll start talking about um some of these local news that we have here and then we'll drive into some Wilson, which also has some local news that i'll talk about in a little bit but um uh, let's see. So there's the Minnesota Super Cup has been announced. Um, and that in will be competing in 2023. So that's uh, Minneapolis City, Med City, Laura FC, which was, I think, co-champion of the, of the, what is it? The, that second league that the Futures were playing in. Um, yeah. So Minnesota United. Uh, U- I'm assuming that's. That's yeah. That's the is that those loons then? Is that or is that actually Minnesota United? I no uh, it's no no. Dos, I think you're right. It's, it's those loons. loons. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Legends and then of course Toulouse. So that sounds like a fun time. So hopefully we'll we'll get more information. Um, hopefully you know that will be that will be cool. But this idea of a super cup has always been around for a while. I just think um, now maybe there's enough clout of teams to be able to 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 take something on like that. So I think that's that's the interesting portion. So Eric, do you want to just let us know uh, if you have any information on what this may look like? I mean, I think we're still, you, you hit it on the head. We're still waiting for a lot of the details. Uh, I, what I'm really curious about is where the uh, matches are actually going to be played, how they're going to split kind of the hosting duties between some of these teams. Because um, it'd be cool if, you know, Duluth gets something in the first round or you know, Med City gets to host and because a lot of the other ones are all 
sort of kind of around the metro area, but I, I, I hope it isn't just concentrated here. I, it'd be sweet to, you know, take Minneapolis, uh, rather, uh, MNUFC2, send them to Duluth. That'd be great. So I, th- I think we will see a bit of that. I think part of the reason that we didn't see this until this year is because they didn't necessarily have the resources to do those trips sure. outside of their normal schedule. So um, these are all clubs now that have the resources to, you know, get a bus or, or a van, drive drive wherever they need to go at any time. Um, and obviously it's it's not too far. I mean, Duluth and Rochester are both like not even two hours away from the city. So um, yep. I think it's, I think we're going to see some good road trips. I and think you're hopefully, right. Uh, hopefully, yeah, we see, you know, um, we see United going elsewhere rather than always hosting. Exactly. There's going to be some bumps, this being the first one, but, you know, that's kind of how they learn, right? You got to do the first one and kind of work through the little things. Um, so I think the potential for whatever this becomes in the future will become uh, better and better and pretty cool. So yeah, yeah I we'll mean, see, we'll it, see what the first one's like. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like it's the, the with the, these these teams that are announced. I don't know if there's any more teams that are going to be announced, but um, it sounds like it's going to be like a round robin kind of tournament, right? Uh, I think they're keeping it at this six because they want to. I think just because of respective schedules. Um, right. it's like a two week thing. I mean, just, it makes like, sense start it and yeah, end it right away. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like a, like a round Robin type of tournament where like, yeah. everyone's going to play everyone. It's kind of like, it's kind of like, um, you know, the, she believes scope in a sense, right? Everyone plays everyone and yep. whoever's got the top score I, will win. That's what likely. Something like that. Yeah. And who knows, maybe it'll expand in the future too, but yeah, we'll obviously we'll pay attention to it and kind of go from there. Um, Let's go to your NWSL. You got a whole bunch of new stuff in here, so yeah. So uh, I like to thank my uh, my Woso uh, correspondent Nubia Sparza for creating these notes. Um, hopefully, she'll she'll start she'll start contributing a little bit more vocally um, since she's got some time to do that. Maybe she'll record some stuff. But regardless, let's start with some NWSL news. There isn't too much, but there are some really interesting things. Um, let's start with Alex Morgan is voted into FIFA. World 11, voted by the footballers around the globe. The World 11 is an all-star team that depicting the best players in the current game. So um, who else is on this list? That's a pretty good question. So let's take a look at who else is on this team. Um, and let's see, Alex Morgan. Let's see, let's see here. My phone is not my phone my my this is, this is great so, uh pre-recording research right here yeah Hold no on. it's just that my idea of, of doing this was not doing it this way i mean i mean you would think that the links would work right away when you click yeah on i know them, like so. what's like <laughs> only pants come on i'm just glad Ooh. i can laugh this is the first time in four days where i can laugh without coughing so oh, i know i'm getting yeah. better when when i'm yeah. at that point so christina endler is the goalkeeper defenders are lucy bronze Mappy leon wendy renard uh, Leah Williamson midfielders are Lena Oberdorf, Alexia Putellas, Kara Walsh. Forwards are Sam Kerr, of course. Beth, Mead, Beth, is it Mead or Med? M E A D. Think it's Mead. Okay, because I don't want to kill that part. Beth Mead and Alex Alex Morgan. So, so uh, we'll tweet this out. People can have the debate over this. I think um, there's some good things on about this because there's there's a list right but also 
what else can be done in the aspect of that kind of list. Uh, let's keep on moving. Washington Spirit signed Chloe Ricketts, 15-year-old, to a three-year contact. Youngest ever player to sign an NWSL contract. And I think we had some notes about this as well, too. Well, at least an announcement. Just um, but 15. 15. Goodness. Yeah. Well, I mean, who do we have to think about people getting signed younger in the NWSL? Does anyone remember their name? <laughs> Olivia Moultrie? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Right? Um, who it's is, funny uh, how, like, like, everyone was so... Well, there were other other reasons people were worried about that, but um, saying, like, this is a one-off thing, <laughs> and now, like, it, what, a year later? That wasn't... I guess COVID messed that up, but... Um, not long after we have another one, then uh, I think she's, I bet she's going to have a little competition for that record as well. So cool to see yeah, that no, I think it's, it's, uh, I think with, with Olivia, it was just, you know, someone had to open a door and that's how a lot of these right. things are. are and just like, you know, a lot of teams have people in their radar, but because mm-hmm. of rules, you know, you can't really, um, do too much, right? Can I mean, you imagine we, signing a three-year contract as a fifteen-year-old? Like, think about where you were at fifteen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, I, I just I got, got a, I got, I got the fourteen-year-old right next to me over here. It's like, yeah, <laughs> go, get your contract, yo. That's right. I said, I, I'm, I'm until G. It's like you got until January to no longer so to, to get your contract, so that way you don't turn <laughs> yeah, sixteen. Yeah. <laughs> no, no pressure. <laughs> Come on, G. You got a year. Come on. she's gonna finish she's gonna time this contract is up at the time that she needs to be thinking about college like oh yeah let me (laughs) let me just let me just hold off on that contract extension real quick and uh right 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 a degree (laughs) and i think that's that's the that's the interesting part about this whole thing is like we we hear a lot about academy kids and in the male side signing contracts to usl right um Mm -hmm. And and maybe even you know other types of, of leagues or academies in that sense. It's like I'm, I'm glad to be seeing that there's there's some of that um, moving that way. But um, the Washington Spirit signed uh, Chloe Ricketts to a three-year contract with an option for 2026. Imagine having the option on World <laughs> Cup year. You know, um, Ricketts is a current high school sophomore, officially becomes the youngest contracted NWSL player. Passing, of course, we talked about Portland Thorns, MC Olivia Moultrie. Ricketts will join the NWSL through the league new under 18 entry mechanism. I think that's the that's the interesting part. So um, the question is, um, do we get to see Chloe Ricketts this summer? That that would be interesting. We saw Olivia Moultrie, of course. I bet we will. I mean, Spirit so, have had Spirit have been dealing with their own. Uh, uh some injury problems making those comebacks uh kind of rebuilding as always i think every year's a rebuilding year in nwsl but rebuilding again so i bet we see her get a get some solid shifts in and that's what makes this a little bit more exciting for me someone who's an advocate for uh player development in some sort of sense so let's just hope that you know all the shenanigans that uh, the Washington Spirits have in their in their bag of history doesn't really come up um, or doesn't really develop anymore. But um, um, goalkeeper Didi and I going to kill this because I'm not very good at this last name. Is it Harasik? Uh, signs a contract extension. 
Thank you, Harachik. Thank you. Signs a contract extension with Angel City. Angel City announced that the goalkeeper Didi has agreed to a contract extension with the club through 2024 with an option of 2025. I think some of us uh, know, but the current president of the Blackheart, Megan Rapino, who is on the wall of our favorite bar, uh, was named one of Time Magazine's Women of the Year for 2023. So I think that's that's great. That's awesome. Cool. There's a, Let's go ahead. I said cool. Pretty cool. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's a cool outfit. I mean, I'm like that. Uh, and here's something that uh, I think uh, regarding the Minnesota Aurora news. Minnesota Aurora signs midfielder Hannah Adler. The University of Denver alum spent time in racing Louisville in 2022. Roster and prior to that played professionally in Israel and in the top league in Denmark. Additionally, Hannah was a finalist for the best football of the year in Israel Premier League. So seems to no be exciting, deal. right? No big deal at all. No big deal, you know. Just send someone else that can, you know, Boston midfield and exactly. send the ball to Maya and, you know, send the ball to whoever else out there and just, you know, I, I this is turning out enable, to be enable the celebration. That's right. The Sally captains will love will love having uh um someone else to to add on to their celebration. So that's going to be Can I ask you guys a quick Aurora question? Because you know this better than I do. Um I think you covered it before, but most of the matches are on Wednesdays, right? This year? Yes, I think Wednesdays they changed... on Saturday. Yeah, Wednesday like at seven. So yeah. but I think they changed the July first game because it was competing with uh Minnesota United and I wanted to say some other entity. I think I don't know if it's Minneapolis City, but it was one other and so like they decided to yeah, go ahead and just change day. the time just so people can um you know I'll try to make it all three changes. Yeah. So so that's yeah. the so July first is gonna be uh four o'clock. Yeah. It's July 1st of Wednesday. I haven't even looked that far ahead. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Let's pull up the calendar. All those, yeah, all those, those pre-meeting uh, Saturday. research is, is pulling off really well, Eric. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're crushing it. Yeah. Uh, Saturday. So so United plays Portland at home that day at 7.30. And yeah, they okay. they want they also wanted um, to make it like a family-friendly event because obviously they drew a lot of kids out last year. And a 7 o'clock kickoff isn't always going to work out for, for those families. Yeah. Um, so that was another one of the the components there. I, I know the Aurora folks don't listen to this podcast ever, which is great. Um, but um, <laughs> I like to know if my kids have a job this summer, right? So for them being returning employees, is there like, I wish that someone would just text me or text them and say like, hey, Matt, I'd like you to come back. Calling Matt. Yeah. No, I can't call Matt. Aging uh, Matt. No, I can talk. I can talk to Mark. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I can call, call Matt yet. I think he's Mark, out of my Mark, call your brother. Now. Yeah. So maybe maybe I'll tell him that when I see him uh, later on today. Hopefully, I'll just be like, "Hey, yeah. Mark, can you call your brother Matt?" You know, because I don't want to. I don't. I'm not sure what my school schedule is going to be like for Wednesday evenings. Is the thing. Yeah. But anyway, well, we as long as they got Wi-Fi, can't you just go into? Uh... Ha! 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 <laughs> <laughs> you you can oh, be listening, classroom be listening to That'd a game. Awesome. Listen to a game in one earbud and listen to the kids. Play. No, 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 no. Be at the game with your laptop. Oh, and teach, teach from the stands. Like there you go. If coaches Every can time. do it, you can do it. That's you right. Can, you can teach music. From if the Eric Winalda was able to pull this off, I don't see what Eric can't. You know, like we have connections. Right? We can, we, we can probably. I, I'll, I'll, the, I'll the buy Wi-Fi, it, buddy. The Wi-Fi at TCO Stadium is pretty solid. Just saying. 
I'll buy you. I'll, uh, I'll buy one, a text. That one, that one pushed me text. over the cough limit. Yeah. <laughs> Thought I was in control. There you go. I, we could totally, totally do it. I was like, I'll buy a tent. We'll put it up. We we'll pretend that you're a vendor, and then you're just giving our classes <laughs> out there. Uh man. It will boost your visibility. It's a marketing yeah. scheme that we're trying to pull out here for the Minnesota football show. What? Watch me teach a class live. It'd be amazing if I could get some of the Aurora players to take some guitar or drum lessons or whatever. <laughs> in between halftime, like, yeah, let's, let's let's work on that A7. Let's get those fingers in the right spots. There's yeah. Rodrigo was saying last last week we need some more halftime entertainment. They're problem solved. <laughs> there you go. Two solutions in one. That's right. Uh we got a way to keep the coughing to a minimum. Um, let's go to uh to MLS. Uh no loons, so we just shaved a solid 25 minutes off the podcast. Well done. Um, <laughs> but I think, I guess, I don't know where you all want to start. Do you, do you want to do the, the kind of the big one that everybody was talking about with the, the STLCLT? I'm just going to leave it there because it's hilarious. And Bridget, oh, Bridget, you, you just absolutely crushed that one too. She had the, the best response. <laughs> I was laughing so hard. Um, but anyway. We'll, we'll tweet that. Start out. there and kind of rough them. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> Yeah, you gotta share with you me. Can't un- you can't you can't unsee it too. Like I had to explain <laughs> it to a couple people, and I'm just like, give yourself three seconds, just look at it, pronounce it phonetically, and you won't ever be able to not see it again. And it was just like, ah, oh, yeah, there you go, you made it. Good job. Yeah, I, I, you know, it's like I always ask the people when we talked about Charlotte. I always be like, have you ever seen Jane Silent Bob the movie? And they're like, yeah. I was like, okay. This will work perfectly for you. That you'll you'll understand what we're trying to do here. So, so um, but let's talk about St. Louis, St. Louis City. Who um, start with the start with the atmosphere what? and like the pregame and everything. Like not even pregame, like a day before, like the entire city basically like shut down yeah, and they had like a party. block party, DJs. I don't know how many thousands of people, hundred thousand. I mean, the stadium capacity is what like thirty or forty thousand, something like that. Uh, I'm not sure about that. Yeah, it's smaller, okay. like twenty five or yeah, something. I was gonna say like nineteen thousand. I think the well, they they sold out last night, and it was like twenty two something. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. I I appreciate the correction, but my point is so okay. So if the stadium is let's say we'll be conservative and say twenty thousand, there were probably three times that many people that were yeah. out. Yeah. Is what is what I was gonna go to. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I, awesome. I I have a coworker, uh, a teammate who's actually lives in St. Louis um and even like he kind of follows soccer like you know he knows the big names not so much in MLS but kind of follows a little bit and everyone has been excited about it like even even people who don't really follow soccer and you know kind of kind of like when Allianz was being built like people walking by saw it and um people driving by kind of got interested and and wanted to check it out and it's been kind of the same thing there but um they do have a, a really long history with it too so i think everyone's just excited yes. to to see it come back so yeah it's going to be so, fun yeah. to to watch that all develop yeah the djs and the fireworks and everybody just like raving and partying yeah. to the break of dawn it was just like man they're like they're like throwing down out there the whole entire city um all right we're gonna go ahead you can take the match Yeah, so um, the final was, of course, St. Louis City 3, Charlotte 1. I mean, every single uh, realtor was totally 
predicting this three one this this three one you know final. Um, of course, nobody really was. They they thought that this might be you know an even match game, and for the first twenty five minutes, it looked that way. You know, when Charlotte scored the first goal at twenty five minutes, yeah, by, uh, Charlotte, Charlotte lit it up. It's like, oh, yikes! <laughs> but then, um, Tuiloma had an own goal right before um, halftime, and then an uh, extra time there was uh, a PK, so then it becomes two one and a half. And then um, our, our uh, Eric's favorite uh, new MLS player. Uh, <laughs> how many pronounces is it? Joao? Infamous. Joao Klaus. Yeah. Joao Klaus scores in seven. Makes, but this Klaus Makes goal his return is, to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> this, this, this Klaus goal is literally like, you can tell people are still in preseason mode. Like, oh, or yeah. pre, pre, preseason. Because this ball... Was passed. I don't know if it was a center back or or, or the right back. Yeah, it was, it was center back. The center, yeah, the, the goalkeeper the passes center. it to the center back. Yeah, and then the center back decides to return it right away without even looking, and then oh, Klaus yeah. just happens to be there, stops it, and then of course beautifully Picks chips off. the ball, right? Yep. And it balls in the back of the net. And you're like, what the heck? Great, like that's great heads up play. Great heads up play. It yeah. happened so fast. I was actually unpackaging groceries and like I I I didn't see the goal i heard the screams and i'm like oh what did i miss because it, it happened so fast but it was yeah. you know uh recognize uh good to recognize an incredible heads up play like that i mean he he, he took the gift you know it's not and my Char- birthday but charlotte was you. definitely playing like they thought that they were going to be up three one and mm-hmm. definitely like preseason mode missing those some some easy plays um yeah it was just nuts all around what like eight yellow cards in the game oh yeah um they were yes head uncle if that explains anything for any of you um mm-hmm. yeah it was nuts i was i was kind of flipping around i watched the start of a couple other games and uh kept getting texts about about st louis so i switched over and um i think it was right before the the pk actually and just insane insane game i couldn't i couldn't turn it off the other the other games i was flipping around and not like super interested they were okay but yeah you tune in to, tune in to these guys this season it's kind of surprising that there weren't any red cards considering almost everybody was carrying a yellow by the end of the match yeah i'm i'm kind of surprised i think <laughs> i think uncle kind of knew like he wanted to make a point but he also wasn't gonna like totally skew the game because some of them are yeah kind of soft but it, it was it was entertaining entertaining and unpredictable that's for sure um and again that sellout crowd we mentioned we didn't we didn't mention the the full 360 tifo which was really dope that was cool uh, that that takes a lot of planning I mean, i'm thinking just of all the stuff that we used to do for a couple sections and mm-hmm. how much it took just to organize sections we were trying to do the entire stadium i mean that's a lot of work that's a lot of work that's a lot of money uh, it looked a lot of money that too. too. Yeah. Yeah. They're they they got like thirteen thousand. Uh, you know, um, what are those calls? Those community funds are like um, yeah. booster clubs. That's it. They got like thirteen hundred <laughs> booster clubs just feeding into this idea, yeah, which is I mean, great. Just, I mean, like just thinking about the cost of that, like the TFO, the one central yeah. banner alone is like, yeah. I mean, dark yeah. dark clouds and wonder wall saves up months for for one of those, right. Yeah. 
Um, in, in another, shall we say, amazing TIFOs, I don't know if you guys got to see this, but um, um, the LAFC in Portland game was um, really interesting. That was also the ceremony where everyone got their, their ring. So we got to see former players that are no longer with LAFC. So Gareth Bale did make a return um, for that moment. Um, and then, of course, we got to see what why LAFC is ready for this season as they extremely dominated, um, you know, um, this game. Uh, and um, I like to say that um, if this is the Portland that shows up, <laughs> Portland is in trouble because Portland really had uh, a tough time trying to figure out and defensively they weren't very, very well. They're really, um, they're really just not, you know, at 24 they're, minutes. They're picking up, they're picking up right where they left off. In, yeah. Uh, so there's no October. real development in that sense, you know. Uh, Chileani scored in the 24th minute. Then, of course, uh, Vela in the 34th via PK, you know. And this PK was not, say, controversial, but it was soft in a sense, right? But it was a foul. Um, you know, then I think just overall, like, Every single highlight of this was, you know, uh, LAFC, and and they, they easily could have, you know, totally taken this out the route. And then Opoku in the 52nd minute scores it, makes it three nothing. And that's when I think um, our favorite uh, Venezuelan coach was like, you know, I've had enough. And um, Mabiala comes in for Moreno, Paredes comes in for Loria, and then right on the 59th minute, and then Bravo comes in for Rasmussen. And then in the 62 second minute, you know, uh, Evander scores, right? And I think, uh, you know, that was the tone that was set. And um, and then there was a, a goal by Paredes in the 84th minute. But this game was over literally first half because um, I just, you know, LAFC looks strong. And I, I just don't know how, um, you know, how Portland plans to be. And we know how sometimes Portland starts slow. But without Jimmy Chara um, being, shall we say, unavailable due to injury, and then there just isn't, um, there isn't creativity as much as 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 you wanted to see, and so Portland's going to have to figure some things out. But overall, like I thought, you know, I, we were watching this, and I was like, wow, this is this is not not. Um, not a great start for Portland, but in the essence of um, following where former former Lewins are playing, um, I don't know if anyone saw the um, the DC versus uh, Columbus game. We watched that just because we thought maybe we'll see Christian Ramirez making making an appearance, but apparently he didn't even make the the eighteen. So. Yeah, he hasn't been in the eighteen yet. He was watching with his whole family though from yeah. from upstairs. And the reason why we say former Lewin is because um, our the beloved goalkeeper in this household, Tyler Miller, is playing for DC. And dear Lord, <laughs> he looks so sad out there. <laughs> he was I not mean, getting much help. No, uh, uh-uh. it, I mean, the first goal was like saw, unstoppable. Yeah, but yeah, I I watched the first half before I switched over to. To yeah. St. Louis. Yeah. Um, I think I think Nubia tweeted out, "Oh, poor Tyler Miller," and I'm like, "Yeah, that's literally how we feel." I was like, "Dang, this guy's not getting any idea." He's so happy to be playing, and then he gets stuck with that back line. Yeah, it's 
Makes yeah. you wonder if you'd rather ride the bench with us <laughs> or, or really, uh, or really, I think or really he'd rather get that be, experience. He so. just wanted to be playing, I think. Yeah. So they'll yeah, get there. Uh, I think I they've made I, they've made some improvement, I think. But uh, I never keep tabs on these guys like like you all do. So I, I completely forgot that he was there. However, I did see the uh, the Zalarayan that that. 360 spin oh that was, that was that was just pretty, you can't do nothing about pretty that. I slick. Mean, seriously pretty slick yeah he receives it with the outside of his foot to trap it or just to slow it down and then he turns around and just you know winds up and just wails it without looking low ball i mean that ball was beautifully stricken yeah which you know it makes you question is like is, is this when is celerian really going to like take over this team because like over the last right. couple of years you know, I think when he first came on, he started doing that. But last couple of years, he's kind of like sort of fading out towards the end or getting injured. And so uh, with a healthy Celerayan, you know, uh, Columbus can be dangerous. But with with Celerayan not functioning at all, on all cylinders, it becomes, you know, just like another loon situation, right? No, no, Monel Reynoso um, makes us, makes it viable. Um, I think the other Look, one that really stood Lucas out to me. Lucas's haircut, though, was awful I, <laughs> I was text, i was texting sarah dc coverage um and i i said something like how does his haircut get like worse every season she's yeah but he gets better every season <laughs> like that there's 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 a relation there yeah yeah the, the, ah, the, the thing is that is that he paid someone to get that haircut that's exactly like it's not like he like you want to have a haircut, buddy. Come right over here. I he's, charge you he my. He has nice hair. He can do so much better. Yeah, are you guys asked me to do a uh, t t test correlation between uh, crappy hair and <laughs> getting better on the pitch. I mean, for him, <laughs> put, put my put put my stats course to uh, practical use right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. I'll I'll present that this week and be like, hey, look. I got I got a new one for you guys that is absolutely a valid test. Yes, I like it. I like it. Real yeah. life applying you, statistics to yep. real life situations. Yes. Eric said the statistics are no longer placebo, so they really are. <laughs> they really are. You know, Chad. I think one of the other things that people talked about too, and I thought was really interesting, is uh, Miami beating Philadelphia two nothing. Yeah, yeah. That was like they were good too. I was mad about this game for the fact that, like, I was trying to watch the the Columbus game, but both Columbus and the Miami game were showing the Miami game for the first, I don't know, 10 minutes, it felt like. So Mm -hmm. Apple's still figuring out some things. Uh, Eventually, we were able to watch Columbus. uh, But Miami, I mean, Miami literally had a scoring chance within, like, a minute of the game starting. And so that was totally unfairly like and i don't see um you know i i see it as a bump in the road i think philly is probably one of the strongest teams um that just keep getting better and better um but you know overall no one likes playing in miami right i i certainly don't but um but that's it um should we run through the rest of the scores or just go ahead and just just do the highlights only if you want only want to highlight a couple more. I thought, you know, the Dallas one was kind of an interesting one as well. 3-1 over the Galaxy with uh, Ferreira just kind of taking control uh, in the second oh, half. Yeah, those two goals were great. Goals. Those were yep. those were pretty pretty team goals. And, and and guess who started Ferreira in the MLS Fantasy League? <laughs> this guy. <laughs> this guy. So, uh, LA Galaxy just, you know, no Chicharito still. 
he got in trouble for going on the Twitch podcast and saying that he's, you know, for sure not playing for a couple of weeks. So I'm sure he'll get reprimanded in some other way. Um, but yeah, no Chicharito. Raheem Edwards always seems to be in the middle of everything in the aspects of that. Um, Ricky, um, Ricky didn't look too great. Um, a lot of mispassing. So like, I I tend not to pass too much judgment on the first you know three or four games or, or um, match dates, right? Just because everyone's getting their feet back in and trying to figure things out. And I think overall, like that's it. But you know, this isn't a Dallas team we played. Uh, Minnesota played last week, so um, definitely. Let me uh, let me let me posit this for you all. After the second match week here, and obviously the bye week for Minnesota, who amongst us had Inter Miami currently number one in the East, and then on the West side, St. Louis City, solid number two, tied with Seattle Sounders. <laughs> Pretty amazing. I'm pretty sure pretty Zeller amazing. had that somewhere on his probably, list. Of- probably. <laughs> so, you know, it's early, as as you've mentioned before, Rodrigo, and people are, like, getting out of their, their preseason modes and whatnot. But it, it might be one of those chaotic years that are really tough to predict. So, well, which, I, which may bode well for Minnesota United. If they can ride that kind of wave, things might actually work. I mean, it... <laughs> Like Rodrigo said, it is very early. We've we've seen yep. plenty of these runs before where the first 10, you know, first four, five, 10 games are, uh, we think it's going to be crazy. And then things kind of settle out and go the way that they usually go. They do, but, they tend to. Um, but yeah, I think uh, St. Louis is going to definitely help mix things up. Um, and some of these other performances as well. So Yeah, we'll which makes... It interesting following up on um on on loons we could have had um uh, Jeremy and Bobo she keeps on scoring Jay <laughs> right <laughs> woohoo that's, who knew that's that great. draft picks could do that yeah I know right um oh, isn't there a saying strange. that uh that, that goals goals change games right or something like that mm-hmm. or ah, scores change yeah I have heard that one yeah yeah, yeah. I, you know it'd be nice to have someone who scored just keep scoring because San Jose looks I'm out tooting my own torn, horn because you know it's my stepfather uh, Lucci is on there, but they're looking they're they're looking comfortably like they're they're ready in a sense of for this season so far, and I think that's that's great to see. I think also um, um, talking about um, the the impact of Brasileiros in 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 MLS, Seattle is in love with having um, their number six back. And I think literally, like, I'm going to be honest with you, like, people will say that um, that Rui Diaz is an important part of this team, but I think um, him, uh, he is, in a sense, about with Eber and uh, Joe Felix. Uh, it just, it just seems to be... Joe Paulo, sorry. Felix right. is somewhere in there, yeah. There's, Joe Paolo, there's, a, there's a lot of Joao's. Oh, yeah, a lot of Joao's. Yeah. Joe Felix, Joe Paulo. Yeah. Joe Paulo is just looking Klaus. great. Klaus. <laughs> we should just call him Joe Klaus. And there you go. Joe Klaus. We just call every, every, every just, just let's generalize every Brazilian player playing in the MLS's job. 
Let me let, let me take a look at what Heber's full name is too. He might yeah. also be a Zhao Heber. Zhao Heber. Anyways, that's just you know, and they look strong. So Rui Diaz is is still nursing an injury, uh, but I still think he's mad that Universitario Universitario de Deportes last two against Lima in the Clasico, because there's uh, social media evidence that he was really mad about that. So take that. Um, as you like, Heber is a Heber, by the way. He, he is a, a Santos, though. So, so he gets oh. he gets a unique first name, but a super common surname. <laughs> Santos. Yeah. 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 All right, but I think um, that does right. it for MLS, I right? Think so in too. So yeah. So, so let's go ahead and um, just take a a quick break, and then we'll come back and do Eric's favorite favorite time of the day: international <laughs> news. My favorite. Hi, this is Lisa Watch, and no, you must be to me because I am definitely not blessing your ears in this podcast. Anyways, back to the Minnesota Football Show. Welcome to the second half of the Minnesota Football Show, which is the section that we talk about international news. And this one is specifically dedicated. I feel like we're like, you know, we're like on a cool 108 type of thing. We're like, we're dedicating songs to people. Well, we're dedicating this post to... Uh, our favorite NN conspiracy soccer players, MJ. Um, it looks like Jurgen Klinsmann is now the uh, the the head coach of Korea, and um, that's just going to be really interesting. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't know what to say. Um, I don't know how to feel. I just know that. Um, there seems to be a an explosion mounting up in, in somewhere in Minneapolis that will, I'm sure, will will hit the Twitter waves, will hit will, uh, will hit your soccer pod, uh, or soccer uh, news feeds pretty soon with like a ten page reaction or a twenty minute rant on how this either is, uh, how this is related to uh, John Wilkes Booth or somehow this how this is. <laughs> Related to that was um, nice. John Wilkes hey, Booth. Hey, and how and how this might also related to um you know the Bermuda Triangle all at once. I can't wait to hear it. Oh, probably. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is just like it seems super random, right? Like I saw his name come over, like it was probably on Twitter scrolling through. I'm like, Klinsman's going somewhere. Okay, cool. Where? All right, Korea. I guess. <laughs> Like, mm-hmm. I mean, good for him. I kind of curious, like, what'll happen for him to end up on their list. Uh, right. But that's from someone who doesn't really follow Korean national soccer. So, well, you know what? I have a friend who actually lives in uh, the Republic of Korea, so I might actually ask them because they're yeah. Their see son... what the see what the vibe is over there. Like, yeah, because their son is. Uh, trying to get scouted to play on clubs it's, there, it's a different club world over like youth club world over in korea so like it's it's really interesting and we talked about it a little bit so i'll reach out and see what they say and um see what the, the feeling is but yeah this is totally like left field right i mean like yeah also you know the whole john works booth is, is a total credible lead so 
Um, the, the next one, this is actually tied to last week's episode when we talked about what was going on with um, with uh, Renard and all the other women players uh, for the French team that were doing their pro- protest, which, guess what? It was successful because uh, they got the uh, French coach, uh, Karine Diacre, to resign. She's out. Uh, I don't know if you all know any more, if the story has progressed since then. But uh, solidarity works, as we as we have seen before. So good on yeah. uh, Renard and the other players for staying strong. And I have a feeling that this is not the, the end-all, be-all of the situation. But, you know, getting the coach out is definitely a good start. And the coach I'll, I'll and then, uh, yeah, the, the president as well, the French Federation, uh, Le Great is his name. He's been the president since 2011. Um, there you go. Right. He had, re- oh, sorry, he had resigned in the wake of sexual harassment and bullying allegations. However, uh, he was still like involved. Uh, maybe this that remains- sounds familiar. His nickname was like Hap the Mouth, right? That's what his uh Yeah, yep. That was his nickname. Perfect. Yeah. 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 So he yeah. um and he, he's one of the people who kind of forced him to slow roll with Diacre. Like, okay, she doesn't need to resign. But they're having a meeting. I think um I thought it was this past week, but this article is saying March 9th, uh, there will be an executive meeting with the Federation to decide what happens to both Diacre and it sounds like him as well. Um, Mm. You know, whether they just flat out resign and go away or, you know, end up stepping back and not being the the face of of the national team. Um, Yeah, so, you know, just just the usual things, but in French. Yeah, it's just a regular Tuesday in France, right? That's <laughs> literally what it is. Uh, but I'm hoping the Canadian team, uh, the national, is is paying attention to this type of um, um, good segue action or reaction, uh, because sometimes the action isn't the reaction, um, as we former organizers used to say. But this is equivalent, like to the people who said they weren't going to play. Like it's equivalent to like what in the US women national team, like Alex Morgan, um, Crystal Dunn, maybe, and and um I don't know, like one more player. Like there have to be big names in order to make that kind of switch. And I'm thinking I'm hoping Canada has something else in their plan because like if it takes the Canadian team say we're not playing the World Cup to until we this thing gets situated and then it's just side that too, then that might not might be the course of action that they take, but regardless, I mean, well, well done. And for... and apparently they can't just flat out refuse without, you know, more problems coming up. Like, like they're playing, um, playing under strike and under duress for the She Beliefs Cup. So, uh, we'll we'll see where the Players Association goes with that now that the cup is done. Yeah. Well, here, here's this piece of it too, where the the 13 presidents of the provincial and territorial federations all sent a letter to Bontis. Bontis is is what the head of Canadian Soccer Federation, basically telling him that they've lost faith in him. But just like you all are saying, it 
once these people are up there at the top, like they don't want to fall down. They they like being at the top. <laughs> so good times. We'll we'll see. But you're right. The momentum is definitely shifting to the players, which is which is great. Um, right with the looming World Cup, you know everything is on the eyes of what's going to happen. So I'm I'm hoping yeah. Hannah that gets a really good deal out of it, and all the dumb people get kicked out of every federation that need to be in. Uh, but, it was a trip um, when all this broke on Monday. Like it was like within like minutes of one another. It was the French thing and the Canadian thing. It was just like boom, boom, boom. All right. I thought I thought we were gonna get some more. I was like, let's just keep this momentum going. <laughs> yeah, it was it was not a slow news day, but then it it wasn't. Quieted it down. wasn't. All right. So <laughs> someone talked to me about this uh this other FIFA award because FIFA likes to make money off every award. So uh, it was we're just calling this the FIFA time. Potty Award. Is that what we want to call? Potty. It? Yep. Make make your potty. That's right. Um, no, it's their, their player of the year that they do annually. And n- no big surprise that uh, Messi won this. Um, well, after you win a World also Cup, won. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Yep. Her second in, in a row as well as, as uh, women's player of the year for Barcelona. Uh, Martinez got uh, goalkeeper and... <laughs> They were they were trying to make him do do something with the trophy again, like he did with the the goalkeeper thing, and he did not oh, this time. <laughs> I got a I got a really funny story about that too. So good. Uh, and then oh, who else we got in here? The the goal the, oh, of yeah. the year. If no that, one has watched that goal, uh, yeah. Polish amputee um, on the adaptive team. Yeah, wins that the goal was Puskas amazing. Prize. Just. Uh, Essentially, a like a bicycle kick, but on and one see, leg. <laughs> I didn't real. Yes, thank you. That that's the key point right there. Like you watch it, and you're like, oh yeah, well, I've seen bike kicks before. He's an amputee. <laughs> right. He had to do. He had to do that with their arms. Like they don't. Uh, the amputee teams don't play with their prosthetics on. They all play on crutches to make it kind of an even playing field. And uh, yeah, he had to make that leap all arms and quad to get around to the ball and um, someone who those those games are insane to watch and there's if you scroll enough uh international soccer on instagram you'll actually come across quite a few of the adaptive teams um there's some really good ones but yeah i remember when he scored that and it was kind of floating around and (laughs) it's good to see that that got recognition by fifa because we don't often see yeah, you're right. I, I was gonna say I, I I think I remember seeing it, but I missed the context of it being the uh, like yeah, the, kinda, the the special needs or whatever, like the the amputee situation. Like right, nobody yeah, said it anything. It kind of just made it. It was kind of like a sports center top ten that yes like, with national. I was just like, oh, fine. Just don't hear I've seen, it. Yeah. I've seen by yeah, I've seen it's like, bikes okay, before. Cool. I didn't. I, <laughs> yes, I didn't. I didn't have that added context, and I'm like, yeah. oh, what? <laughs> Come on. <Yep. laughs> Um, I wanted to mention Mary Earps as well. Uh, she she won um, Keeper of the Year for the Women for England. And man, she had a really powerful, good speech. I think I put pieces of it up on the Instagram, just um, allow having people feel pride in themselves and be unapologetic in who they are. It was, there were, there were a lot of tears in the audience is, is what I'll say. It was a, it was a good speech. Well, I mean, it's been a tough year for keepers, like the past couple of years, you know, and um, it's good to have someone who who has, you know, that kind of stature in a sense and, and words to be able to 
share with people. I thought that was really interesting. But uh, let's keep going. So what's this? Uh, let's talk about Recopa. Recopa. This is your uh, Libertadores winner versus your Sulamericana winner to do every year. Um, they'd already played uh, their first leg and tied 1-1. So this is Flamengo from Brazil and uh, Independiente del Valle from uh, Ecuador. And, um, oh, I'm sorry, no. Independiente won the first one. My bad. Flamengo wins this one 1-0. So the aggregate goes to 1-1. So they go to PKs. Which, which is penalties. Yeah, which is penalties. And and Flamengo actually go down. So Independiente win this thing. So congratulations to, you know, felicidades para nuestros compañeros ecuadorianos. That's a big yeah, win. Yeah, no, that's, a, that's a big win. I mean, Flamengo usually, we're used to saying Flamengo wins again. Flamengo wins again. Flamengo wins again. Well, they, they've been on a bit of a, uh, uh, the, what's the, the, the sideshow Bob stepping on rakes lately because they, they, they blew the, the Club World Cup. Yeah. They, they lost this thing now. Um, they lost what their, their big um, Tasa Carioca, the big uh, uh, Rio local championship, the Botafogo. Remember we talked about the, the goal like in the first 10 seconds last, last week that then stood for the rest of the match. Um, so the, the, the joke in Brazil right now is that, you know, Flamengo are still trying to like pop out their chests and pretend they're this huge team. But then they get out on the pitch and just kind of like step on the rake. <laughs> so I'm sure that, like you said, like, like we talked about with some of these MLS uh, teams that it's still very early and they'll find their footing and get back to solid ground, but they're, they're stumbling. They're stumbling right now. Yeah. Let's turn our attention to across the pond. Uh, and and talk a little bit about this upset in the FA Cup. Um, so League Two club Grinsby Town upset Premier League side Southampton in FA Cup is uh, like like I love FA Cup for the reason that it's always you don't know what's going to happen right um, and um, we we'll, we we'll, we we'll understand how much I dislike the replay aspect of the FA Cup. But overall, like you know, this is this is this makes me happy, right? This this makes me happy. This, the, this... the replay thing is dumb, but it still leads to some of these insane, crazy like results that yeah we love the cup for. I meant to pull up some interesting facts from Grimsby Town, and I forgot to do so. Um, maybe we can have some listeners uh, reach out to us and let us know. But I I, I would I would be I would imagine that this team's financial capacity is probably about the same as like one of the players on Southampton. They've yeah, <laughs> they're, they're not a wealthy team. <laughs> so well, let's, uh, let's, let's turn our, our, our eyes and attentions to, um, should we just make this like the Vinny section? Cause it seems to be like every week there's something that <laughs> he does. He does get in here a lot. So, yeah, this is um, more more of the same. This is from like the, the original um, original racist chants and taunts that, that he had to endure. Uh, but there's actually been some legal action. And so the person, I guess it's a single person, uh, has been banned from all uh, Real Madrid from the Benabao and has to pay, well, I didn't put this into dollars, but it's Gia's, uh 22 million guys. I don't even know where the exchange rate's at anymore. Yeah. It's probably close to like 
I mean, half would be 10. So let's just say like $10 million. Um, Wait, 22. Apparently. 22. Well, okay. 22 million. KIs. Four, mil, four mil euros. Wow. That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's a, it's a substantial amount of money and it's, Wait, so it's going to one person to is going to pay this. Apparently like that. There, there's a couple things that seem a little vague here. Um, yeah. Like, like one person <laughs> out of the whole stadium, only one person said this. Just, just a little I vague. Know. Yeah. There. I know. That's, They're like, look, yes. we're doing something about this. Yeah, it was that sense? person exactly. doing something. Not that just, whole just, section. Just that, it was just that. Just person. that one guy. Yep, exactly. That and one guy a, who keeps yep. showing up at all of these. That one guy. Man. Yep, yep. This is totally that has. Dude. This is totally John Wilkes Booth related, right? It's that one guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, and 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 Vinny, to his credit, I think has been very critical of that too. He's just like, <laughs> okay, I see that you're doing something, but it's not really a lot you know he's, he's been vocal about that he's like, like cool thanks dude a little bit more <laughs> yeah yeah exactly and, and i'm sure him being who he has shown himself to be uh i have no doubt he'll do something pretty generous with with this money i don't i he may not even keep any of it i mean he's got his schools in brazil it might just go straight to his schools it might just go that's what i would do yeah organizations that he's working yeah, with. yeah he's yep. I mean, the roads, he, right? he's essentially Marcus Rashford, right? Or yep. or Sadio Mane. He's he's gonna do something with that, turn it around. Right, right, right. Um, cool. Uh, EPL stuff. Uh, Rodrigo, you probably want to talk about the match yesterday. Um, no, it was can, can we at least talk yeah, about the? Let's talk about the fight. The, can we talk about? Yeah. Yes, thank you. The, the, the <laughs> final fight. Uh, I I love listening to Roger for Men and Blazers commentary because he was he was calling uh, Holland uh, Drago from <laughs> from Rocky. Yeah, <laughs> oh, so good. But, but take it away. Talk. No, I I thought Holland. That's the most animated I've seen him in a while. Uh, in a sense of like that. So, you know, and and this game was, I don't know. This game wasn't really a game. I mean, like Newcastle <laughs> hasn't really been the Newcastle prior to, you know, you know, probably what in three or four games, right. In the sense of that. And I think that's, that's one thing they're reaching a patch. Uh, but like the feistiness of, of Newcastle has always been something that I enjoyed. And this was no, this was no, no disappointment in me. Um, getting Holland to, to kind of bite and get angry. It's, it's, it's always nice, and then seeing that 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 the smirk smile at the end, and yeah, it was that would probably make the game fun for me to to not watch in a sense, right? So uh, we should talk about the uh, Arsenal and the uh, and the Cherries, and Arsenal ultimately win the match. But the story is the <laughs> the Cherries have kind of the, the dream start, like basically off of kickoff. They, yeah, they take nine it straight seconds. down and score nine seconds. The, Incredible. the second fastest score in Premier League. Uh, it was, I watched most of it. Um, it was insane. <laughs> yeah. Like some of it was kind of similar to like the Charlotte situation. You know, they, they're a little sloppy and um, kind of give away goals. But for Bournemouth to go up 2-0, uh and then i mean they eventually fall arsenal scores three three insane goals as well mm-hmm. um that was a really fun one to watch as as a neutral i would uh 
kind of similar energy to the St. Louis Charlotte. Um, they, did, they didn't have a Ted uncle, but um, yeah, insane, insane match. Do you want to talk at all, uh, Bridget? You, you have a event happening shortly. Anything you're looking forward to or maybe worried about? Uh, just looking forward to watching it at Blackheart with, I think, Rodrigo's bringing G. We've got Zeller down there. We'll, we'll have a good time. Maybe, I mean, we might just end up talking about movies and video games by second half, like we, like we have mm-hmm. <laughs> the past. This but, is Liverpool uh, Man United, by the way, is what we're alluding to here. The, uh, yeah. as it's, as it's being, um, sold the two most successful clubs in Premier League face off. And it's like, mm. okay, yeah, thanks. Well, I mean, I, I think right now the important <laughs> thing is, is any result for, for Liverpool that's in the positive. Yeah, it's will, will it's that it's that time of the place. season. Yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. any any results will be good. Yeah, because uh, yeah. Newcastle yeah. lost, Tottenham lost. Um, you know, what was what was who did what was beat? Um, it was like upset week. I think it was. Yeah. So so which which uh, leads to Liverpool if they win, you know, they can take on fourth, and we know what fourth means. So. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see. Yeah, that's 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 going to be interesting. So so let's talk about this wonderful news uh, or good news to end on, Bridget. Bring us in. Take it away. So uh, some of you have been out to Breeze Stevens Field in Madison, where forward Madison, the Flamingos play. Um, They just announced today a concert series, uh, which I guess they used to host these. like pre-COVID, pretty regular, regularly. Um, so they have quite a few artists coming. Uh, Weezer, Modest Mouse, um, Bon Iver, to name a few. Um, but on June 28th, there is one Noel Gallagher and the High Flying Birds um, playing at Bree Stevens. And... We've talked about this before. Bree Stevens Field is just, you know, one winding road away. So maybe he oh, will make the track Keep west. Keep it going. Keep it going. <laughs> He'll make the track west to the uh, blinding lights of Allianz Field. I'm stretching this metaphor way too much. She, she said maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe we'll see half of the duo here in Minnesota. I mean, a guy of his caliber isn't going to fly into Madison International. He'll want to hit MSP instead. So, what? What's the name of the band? The the something birds. The the high flying birds. <laughs> that's a funny name. Okay. Very. It's that, that sounds. It kind of it kind of reminds me of like Neil Young and Crazy Horse. Like you just start another band and like be the front man. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. Or you have to take over a band and you can't use the, the name you want to use, so you have to come up and, <laughs> right. and then the, you throw you your the you word, throw your you name the at the front to make sure. Right. You hit the word search and just spin it and you'll be like, Okay, which, this is our new which name. combination of words combination? does not yeah. show up in Google yet. Uh, cool. Right. Okay. It's probably was better than birds down deep in the ground band, right? You know. <laughs> High flying birds. High flying birds. Yeah. Doobie brothers too. There we go. Yep. Let's let's 
school, old school. Get I mean, Noel my, Gallagher my, and the Doobie Brothers. My question is: is is the new Minneapolis City gaffer? Does he make the does he make the trek oh. back to his old stomping ground to be able to cheer on or listen to the inspirational words of <laughs> of Noel Gallagher and the High Flying? I'm, I'm pretty sure that his band and that band probably beat the crap out of each other, Rodrigo. <laughs> He, they they probably can't be in the same stadium at the same time. Yeah, I'm exactly. Sure a, I'm sure there's some sort of clause, right? Oh, probably back yeah. to clause. Yeah, I've yeah, I've, I've he heard will enough. not be making that road trip. Yeah, there there are entire podcasts on backstage before show. Like I know he oh, wasn't yeah. in Chumbawamba, but he toured with Chumbawamba, <clears throat> and man, like those dudes were like. It was most mostly just fighting with a little bit of music in between. There's, yeah, and there like there's a reason these two brothers like <laughs> managed to to split up the way that they did because yeah that it knew no boundaries in those days. Yep. yep. But yeah, ah, so stuff. you know, just uh, just a light on the horizon for um, people who follow that sort of thing. Yeah. Good to know. Good to know. All right, let's get Bridget and Rodrigo out of here so you guys can go watch your red versus red, Batalhos <laughs> Vermelhos. Uh, thank you, listeners. And, of course, thank you, Bridget and Rodrigo and everybody. Um, I'm hopefully on the mend here and, hope, you know, be back at it next week. And then you two kind of oh, drive so this you thing are here for the rest week. of the month. I am here next week. Okay. Um, I, I mentioned like a month ago that I was leaving gonna have gone for two weeks and like you guys are like sweet we just we just wrote <laughs> Eric's gone for the month, month of March no, 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 yeah no no, <laughs> no, no two you said weeks, two, guys, weeks, two weeks and in our brains we picked those two weeks well and then he added yeah Wisconsin, extended it that, to the that month. one he added the weekend trip to Wisconsin <laughs> so it all just kind of merged into yeah. a four week absence and right head. Uh-huh. right all right and so like you know we figured Eric would be doing the honorable thing and, and ditching people out of Whitewater, you know, and in the ditches. It's, apparently, <laughs> it's now on my calendar. I have those Sundays marked off as no Eric, no Eric. Yep. So, well. so you guys might be bringing us some guests towards the end of the month, which will be yeah, cool. Maybe. Um, and yeah, we'll leave it at that. But uh, go watch your match and thank you in patreon.com backslash MN football show if you want to support the thing. Got loons next week and out of here. Ciao. Bye bye.